ritual without a relationship. He calls you blameless. He calls you righteous. Now lift up your hearts, lift up your passion. Release the glory. Come on, your voice above the music. Come on.
Scripture tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Yes. Come on, that's something to praise Him for. Yes. Come on, let's just take a moment, everybody, and just give Him hallelujahs and praises that God loves you just because. Come on, just everybody do that. Father, I know you love us. Hallelujah, and we glorify you. Hallelujah. The Scripture says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that's within me. Bless His holy name. His mercy endures forever. Yes. Come on, let's take 30 minutes and give Him big praise. Come on, just take about, come on, just give him big praise. Come on, 30 seconds of big praise. Come on, everybody, shake it off, big praise. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord. I, I've been thinking about this all morning. I know it's kind of a transition time. It's all holidays, Thanksgiving, and, and just kind of moving into the Christmas season, and a lot of people still traveling today and all that. We've got a lot to be thankful for, don't we? Come on, wave your hand at me if God's been good to you. Oh, yeah. You know, what we got to do is say goodbye to the past and hello to what God's doing. Amen. We're not going to sing it right now. We, we got a little song we've been singing that says, bye-bye uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> to all the other stuff. Let's change and do bye-bye, all right? This is kind of a, uh, you know, I know some of you like snow and you like to be cold during these times, but... Uh, I like palm trees and Christmas trees. Can I have an amen, somebody? Yeah. And so this is a catchy little song. It's not really seasonal, and it's a little bit different, uh, but some of you got to get the, get the turkey shook off of you, all right? And this will kind of get you moving a little bit, and some of you probably won't go more than six inches, but whatever you got to do, amen. We, we, we learned this song in South America this year, and it just says, so long, bye-bye to all of your past, all of your pain. Are you ready? And we get this song in your spirit today. It'll it'll help you out, all right? Here we go. Watch this. Gonna start this all over, all right. Now, South America church is nothing like North America, I promise you, all right. And and so, number one thing you gotta do is everybody remove your hands out of your pockets. Joe, get your hand out of your pockets, all right. 
And, and everybody get your hand out of your pocket. I mean, you can't worship God like this. You'll fall a dog asleep, all right? And even if you're Baptist or whatever else you think you are, all right, you're a child of God first. And he is your Jehovah, all right? So all the men, I mean, just... Now, the men, I don't need you going helicopters, all right? Men, you just kind of... You got to be cool a little bit, all right? As you're worshiping the Lord and... And ladies, y'all are graceful, but men, you just stay right there. Don't, don't let me see nothing now. You just stay right there, all right? But you, you, you got to move a little bit, kind of like you're the choir, all right? If you can't move your leg, you just kind of move this fat from side to side right there, all right? Then you just raise your hands and begin to worship him. Are you ready? And we're going to start all over, all right? Come on, here we go. Come on, here we go. Come on, D-Mac, come up here and show them what to do, are you?
next to you and say, I came for my miracle and I'm not going to miss it. Amen. Amen. Well, we're excited to be here worshiping the Lord with you today and our church host families are making their way to the front. They're coming to greet you, all of our church host families. And uh, we know we just uh, consider this house family and I know you spent time with family this week, and this is your church family. So this is one of your first times with us today. We're excited that you're here. Maybe you're visiting a relative this week. We're delighted to have you come to this family. These folks are going to make their way down the aisle. If this is one of your first couple of times here, we want you to raise your hand. we got some great bread to hand to you today, and also a card. We'd love for you to fill that card out so that we can get acquainted because we love you, we care about you and your family won't want to be able to pray over your house. And so Church Alive, can you make everybody feel really glad, really glad that you're here today? Amen. 
And you know what else is really cool today is that we have a first-time guest here this morning that is premier. Do you want to know who it is? <laughs> We've got Daryl and Amanda's sweet baby. Would you stand and can you show off that prize? This is Everett, and he is adorable, a miracle. This is a miracle baby right here in this house. A lot of prayer has gone in because there was speculation by the, the physicians that things would not go well. But can you thank God right now for this baby that everything went well for this little bundle. God has been faithful and true. Amen. So we just sang about miracles. Give God a shout of praise for this miracle. Hallelujah. We are so thankful for this sweet baby. Amen. Amen. It's me. Well, last Sunday, if you missed it, you want to go to our YouTube channel. You can do that anytime. Listen to any service. It was phenomenal. Uh, we've been in a lot of great mission services, but it was one of the greatest mission services that I ever recall. Uh, even the Ennises said it might have been one of their uh, most memorable uh, mission services. And I want you to know you gave a great missions offering, number one. And then number two, he was able to buy two pair of boots. Come on, somebody give God glory for that. Not one pair, but two pair. And uh, then some extra clothes with that, of which they needed. And uh, he was able to get one, one pair of boots, were a dress pair. And the next pair is a pair that he can go out uh, when he's out there working, building those churches and that sort of thing. So uh, praise God. I said, get some buffalo hide. Can I have an amen? Get some elephant hide, whatever you got to do uh, to make it work. And so praise God for that. I, I, know, I know it's a busy se season. I, I know that it is. But I, I want to reiterate a couple of things. One thing is I know that 2020 is coming. We've got a lot of things planned for you. We've got a lot of things planned for December. It's going to be a great December here at the Church Alive. Uh, number one is on the 22nd is going to be our big Christmas service. Uh, be here for it. Kids are going to be all in here. Everybody, big family service. Invite your entire family. If they don't normally come to the Church Alive, invite them to be here for that service. It's going to be a great time together. Your grandkids, aunts, uncles, uh, in-laws, outlaws, uh, people, you, 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 whoever they are. Get them here on that Sunday. Neighbors, friends you've been, you, you've been um, thinking about, well, I want to bring you to a service. And you say, well, I, I'm afraid if I bring you to one of those that Pastor, he'll just, uh, uh, he and the team will go crazy and people will be shouting everywhere. They're looking for something real. But December, we're going to give you Jesus like we give you every Sunday. Can I have an amen, somebody? And, and so it's going to be a great, presentation of the gospel, so don't miss that kids are going to be involved, everybody's going to be involved on that Sunday, the 22nd. Um, January the 1st is a Wednesday night. Uh, I don't know if you normally come on a Wednesday, but you want to choose that Wednesday. Why not start your first day out of 2020 of worshiping? We'll have communion that night, we'll have some great things together, and I know it's kind of a celebration day. Uh, but we're, we're going to celebrate right. And, and then we're going to start the first 40 days out. The first 40 days, of, and we talk about tithing, giving at least 10% of everything to God. We need to give 10% of our time to God. It's all dedicated to Him, but exclusive 10%. 
So if there are 365 days in the year, let's go overboard. Let's give him the first 40 days. So we've got a great plan for you. We'll be disclosing that to you. Uh, 40 days of fire. Can I have an amen, somebody? And, and so you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great time as, as we join all that together. Um, so in your giving to God uh, this season, I know you're going to, you, you know, maybe some of you still exchange gifts. Maybe some of you just give each other what I call a love offering. What's a love offering? A hug. You know, and whatever you do, whatever plans that you make, why don't you give Jesus your very best? A lot of families need help during this time. And, and so there's a, there's a big, big uh, demand on the church. And, and so all your tithe, your offerings, listen, don't, don't miss out on what God's still going to do in 2019. How many with me on this? It can turn around in a moment, in a moment. And so you believe God with us. And everybody tithe, you're listening online, jump online, do that. It is crucial to the church alive. Uh, uh, just during this season, things just escalate from, from gas bills to whatever else. Uh, and so just, just, just give us a, uh, just consider don't, don't forget to give God first. Can I have an amen? So I'm going to pray with you over your business, over your giving. Ushers will come. You can give by debit card, credit card. Jump online as you always do. Go back there to where uh, Gail is at for the, um, uh, there's a table back there for a um, um, debit card, credit card center kiosk out front. I'm going to pray with you. You agree with me. Amen? Amen. I believe God's up to something big in your life. Do you believe that? Yes. And I believe it's happening now. Amen. So I'm going to pray for a spirit of two things. Are you ready for this? I'm going to pray for a spirit of encouragement and generosity to come over you like you've never had before. Are you ready? Heavenly Father, I believe that right now as we're giving our tithe to you, we're giving our offerings to you, there's going to be a spirit of encouragement come over everyone. Father, that they will realize their eternity is secure in you. They don't have to pay for anything in you. We're giving to you because we love you. We're giving to you for a supernatural, exponential multiplication of your kingdom through us. We're going to glorify you in our living. I pray now for a spirit of generosity to come over. Come over everyone here, everyone listening online. I pray their businesses will increase. This will not be a season of decrease, but increase. I pray that there will be every need will be met. And I know that it is. I know that right now that there are multi-streams of income that are coming to every family. I pray for at least 10% of the revenue of this city to come into ministries, oh God, so we can be a model city of prosperity, of giving to you around the world. From right here, around the world. From right here, a global impact. Pray for every network, every business. Give people visions, dreams, and entrepreneurial spirit today. We call it debt-free as we move on and do everything for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody say amen. amen. Come on, let's have a good time giving to God. Amen. As you're giving, there's some stuff we want to let you know about that's happening here around the Church Alive. Uh, how many of you went downtown last night and saw the Christmas tree lighting? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We want to say a big thanks to all of our uh, Church Alive family that came out and served with us and helped with uh, the Chick-fil-A booth 
and uh, we had kids. We were, uh, it was interesting too, he talked about time, that uh, the Chick-fil-A thing, maybe they're hearing from the Lord, I don't know, but they said that their thing they want to encourage families to do is to give the gift of time. And so I thought that was cool. And so thanks, uh, Church Alive family, for coming downtown. And if you wondered who was wandering around in the cow suit downtown, it was our buddy Sam. He was in the cow suit. And uh, it was just a lot of fun, a great event. And uh, so really a lot of fun. I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. Saw all your pictures, your family photos, and all the food. Did you remember what Brother Otis said to do? And you, did you turn your scale back? 15 pounds, <laughs> so you're not depressed when you get on the scale. Well, look, uh, we were transitioning now from Thanksgiving to Christmas, and I know that mo- most of you guys have family and friends and things that you need to plan for. you got Christmas parties, and, and, uh, and so we're going to do something kind of special for, for those of you that have kids. We're going to have a parent's night out. And so what this looks like, Kids Alive is sponsoring this, and it's going to be Saturday, December the 7th. This is from, for children um, 2 to 11 years old. So if you have kids that are between the age of 2 and 11 years old, you can come here to the church and drop them off. They're going to have games. They're going to have snacks. They're going to have a movie. And then you can go on a date night, or you can go shopping, or you can just go and take a nap. You know, whatever you feel like you need to do. You can get some adult time, and, uh, and it's $25 for, per family. So if you got a bunch of kids, you get a good discount. Amen. So, look, uh, make sure you're a part of that if you're interested in that. If you want to sign up, there's a sign-up sheet on the Welcome Center. So make sure that you do that. Uh, and then also, uh, many of you are a part of our angel tree uh, that we do for uh, the children's home that we have in Hot Springs as we, we give gifts to those kids that wouldn't have gifts any other way. So we really appreciate everyone always being a part of that. If you forgot to bring your gifts today, it's okay. We're going to extend the deadline to Wednesday so you can still go ahead and bring your gifts and uh, be a part of that. So is anybody else ready for Christmas, excited for Christmas? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. Man, y'all are, you need to punch the person next to you and say, Merry Christmas. Go ahead. Go ahead. So while you were eating your turkey and while you were watching the Cowboys get beat, we won't talk about that. And the Razorbacks, man. Man, Lord, y'all need to pray or something. Uh, Our pastor had a birthday. He turned some age. I'll let him disclose that information if he wants. Uh, No, he's a young 40 years old. That means I'm real young, right? So, but anyway, we want to honor him and tell him happy birthday. So we got a card here for him. Come on, Church Alive. Let's make him uh, feel very special that he's with us. We want to tell him that we love him and we appreciate him and tell him a big, big, big happy birthday. Thank you so much. Please be seated while you still can. I am, people ask all the time, I don't know why that is. It's not a big deal to me, but I'm 59. And uh, uh, so thank you so much. I, I, Ryan came to me before the service and he said, um, uh, you know, hey, uh, is it okay, camera guys and lights, if I stay down here right now tonight or today, whatever it is? Um, and I, I said, look, um, I really appreciate the thought, and I, I don't want in any way, uh, I realize what the Bible says uh, about giving to those uh, who are in leadership of the church, and, and, and I realize that, and I believe those principles, I believe in all of that, you know that, but I asked him, I said, look, you just gave me a saddle, and, and um, there's just really no need uh, to take an offering for me today, and, I, and I'm not trying to be um, um, super spiritual or not trying to put on some kind of humble hero. I, I just d- didn't feel like I th- we're, we're good. Can I have an amen, all right? We're good, and so I appreciate that. But what I did say is this. 
uh, I said, I'll receive the card, and I thank you for that. And I said, but what I would like to do if the church, I'd like for you to pray about this. Instead of giving me a birthday offering, um, I, I would like for us to do something exponential. And don't do it today. I, I want you to pray about it. Now, if, and if, if you want to do it today, you can jump online or see Gail a little bit later. Or you can find somebody, find us what would we'll take the money. Uh, but as you know, for many, many years, we have been involved in what we call fire Bibles. And what that is, that is your Bible. Uh, one of our um, uh, great spiritual scholars, uh, Donald Stamps, wrote a, he was a missionary, and he, he, um, he, he made commentary in a Bible that would be for uh, leaders that once they got saved, they could go through the Bible and be the foundations of the Bible and would give them great study guidelines and, you know, uh, great material on creation, the, the, the Godhead, uh, the deity of Jesus, uh, prophecy, so, so many, many things. And so now we, we, we've got a Bible that we have given, as you know, you were partners with us, and, and we gave over, um, uh, we, we gave, I know it was about five or six million Bibles into China. And that's, that's where we first started. And, and Patty and I uh, were invited to be a part of the group of the first fire Bibles that we got together, a small group of ministers, and now it's, it's grown. At that time, uh, we, we could make a Bible for $8, the entire Bible. And, and then the distribution of the Bibles was, was already given. And, and in fact, at that time, I'll go ahead, I'm online, but most of the distribution of those Bibles uh, were given by the owner of uh, Hobby Lobby, uh, David Green, who is in one of our churches, and he gives millions every month to, to, to the gospel. Can I have an amen, somebody? And, and, and so uh, then, then what we began to do was we began to target unreached people groups. In other words, there are people who have still never heard the gospel. How many know the scripture Jesus said when the gospel is preached to all? All right? And so there are still some unreached people groups. And, and I got, the, got the, the privilege to go one time in Africa to, to a village who had never heard the gospel. And, and, so, and, and, and so now we have targeted um, languages of which have never, and, and I'm not really sure. I'll come to you next week with a video and, and with the information because I didn't intend to do it today what, on, on how many languages we've reached and how many we're targeting right now. But we have, we have now taken that Bible and put into multi-languages. And now it costs us $10 a Bible. And Naomi, I was thinking that this morning, and I'm going to talk with her a little bit because I need a partnership. How many Bibles did, did she give? About 200 Bibles. That, that uh, A little lady, little girl, she just decided, I want to give some fire Bibles. And, and, he, and this is going to shock you guys, so I just want you to be ready for this, all right? I, I, would, I would like for the Church Alive between now and the next several months. I mean, let's do it. Let's, let's, I was thinking maybe six months if we could get this done. And, and I, I'll, I'll get the, the different languages for you, try to get that by next week. And let's give 25,000 Bibles. All right? Let's give 2,500 Bibles. 
That's $25,000. Can I have an amen, somebody? All right, 20, I get that mixed up. 2,500 Bibles. That's only $25,000 in the next six months to reach people who have never heard the gospel. And we'll take a special offering starting next Sunday, and then we'll just, we'll just go in the next month. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. is Number one, here, here's a good way to do it. Go home and count how many Bibles you have in your house. And, and, and make a decision that over the next several months, you're going to give somebody a Bible who doesn't have a Bible for how many you have. Now, I got a lot of them. So probably nobody will outgive me on this deal, all right? I got them in different offices. We, we got a ton of Bibles. But, but I want you to think about that. Or you decide and pray about in your own home and your own family how many Bibles you could give to somebody who have never heard the gospel and reach it for Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I thank you for endeavors like this and I pray that you'll help us in the next six months to reach people that we could never otherwise reach and reach around the globe and I know that 25,000 is is a lot but then again it's not really a lot and 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 but 2,500 Bibles Lord I know you've got 2,500 people maybe it's 2,500 ministers that each of them will reach 2,500 themselves Whatever that it is, I know you have an exponential plan. And I, Lord, I know you dropped this in my heart. And I know you're going to move on other hearts. And every person that buys a Bible is going to make an eternal difference. And I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on, let's give God glory for what he's going to do out of that. I think that's huge. I think it's huge. Amen. All right, today I, I want to give you the, the, um, I want to give you the last part of, of uh, the last couple of messages that I gave on the Father's divine hand that is on your life. You want to go back and listen to not only last Sunday during that mission service, but the two Sundays previous to that will really set you up for where we are today. And so to get you started, um, I, I would like for you to go to Genesis, the 50th chapter, and just real quick, you will see verses 19 and 20 here. And this is where that, that, that uh, Joseph's brothers uh, you know, they got rid of him. Uh, he went through a long journey, but now it comes to the point that he's in rulership. You have to go back and listen to the other messages. And, and uh, now they're coming to him for help. They don't know it's him. And Joseph said to them, he said to his brothers, do not be afraid, because they were a little afraid what he would do, do to them. He said, for I am in the place of God. So I want to start out today by doing this. Number one, everybody, and you can say this out loud with me, I need a lot of your help today. Would you say right now, I am in the place of God. Say it. That's the first thing you want to discover right now in your life is that no matter what is going on, no matter how difficult that it is, no matter how incomprehensible it is, you may not have no understanding, no definition. Maybe you're in a place of a little confusion. Maybe you're in a place of indecision. But I want you to know wherever you are, you're in the place of God. God knows where you are, and God wants to use you where you are. The next verse he says in verse 20, he says, But as for you, you meant it evil against me. In other words, to his brothers, you meant to kill me. He said, But God meant it for good in order to bring it about to this day to save many people alive. Would you just look at something right now and believe with me that God's going to do something great in your life? Wave your hand at with me if you believe that God's going to do something great in your life. 
How many believe God's going to do something greater in your life than all of your life put together thus far? All right? So I want you to begin to, to, to look at that. Put some hope in your life and put some destiny in your life and purpose in your life. So listen carefully to this. So I came today to give you this message. So let me back up for just a little bit. Number one, it is true. The devil is totally against you. That's true. That's real. But God is totally for you. And the good news is with God, it ends up complete victory. So what may look like in your life was or is a huge setback. It's a setup for the glory of God in your life. So I came today to tell you this. Right now, somebody say right now. You are living in the divine hand of the Father. You're right in the middle of it. First scripture, Isaiah 41.10. There's a lot of preaching in this scripture, but I want you to see it. Isaiah 41.10. It says, fear not. For I am with thee. I am your God. All right? Can you throw that one up there, Michael? I need them to see that. Isaiah 41, 10. I'm going to wait because I want you to see it. He said, I will strengthen you. I will help you. Look at this. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. There's your proof. You're right in the middle of the divine hand of God. Come on, say it again. Say, I am. In the place of God. Let's give him thanks for that right now. Come on. Everybody just give him thanks for that before we go any farther. <coughs> so I want you to know this. You're in the power of God. You're in the presence of God. You're in the protection of God. You, my friend, are in the plan of God. Now, in case you're not aware of this, God has already decided to love you, to bless you, to prosper you, not so you'll just look good. It's all for his glory. You do not have to negotiate with God for his blessings. You do not have to bargain with God for his love. So that idea of, of you saying, God, if you'll do this for me right here, <laughs> for the rest of my life, I'll never sin again. He knows you can't make that deal. All right? I mean, you said, God, if you do this, I'll do this. God is not looking for you to do anything for you, for him. He has already done it for you before you were ever born. Come on, give God praise for what he's already done for you. You don't have to beg and you don't have to bargain. Someone say out loud with me. Say right now, say, my begging days are over. In the name of Jesus, amen. You're not begging, you're going to begin to praise him. So I've come to tell you three things. <clears throat> three things very quickly. Number one, and I want you to get this. God's word is your confirmation. Now many times I hear many people say, it's kind of like a little Wednesday night teaching, so I want you to get this. Many people will say, I've heard God say this to me, now I want a confirmation. Not once, when my mother told me to take out the garbage, did I ask for a confirmation. Maybe you didn't live in a house like I did. My dad never even used words. He just looked at you. 
Not once when my dad gave me that look did I say, Dad, I'm going to need a confirmation. I didn't get confirmation. I got affirmation. Can I have an amen that changed my confirmation? Now then, so I want you to get on this. If you've heard from God, you don't need anything else. If you've got a word from God, then you've got a word from God. So I want you to get this. Your, God's word is your confirmation. I'm going to prove it to you. Isaiah 55, 11 says this. I'll give you a couple of scriptures. Isaiah 55, 11, he says that his word, it goes forth, it shall not return to me void. Now I want you to watch this. It shall accomplish what I please. It shall prosper in the thing to where I send it. Now what you notice in here, he says it's going to happen, but he doesn't give you the timetable. He tells you, I'm giving you my word. And my word is going to do what I say it's going to do. But I've come to tell you today, it's in God's time. You're in God's hand. And what God is going to do is in his time. Now then, what do I do while I'm in transition? Isaiah, the 40th chapter, verse 8, says this. Remember, the word is your confirmation. He says that the word of God stands forever. So since the word of God stands forever, you can stand on the word of God. In fact, where you want to stand is on the word of God. You can stand on the word of God through any and all storms, if you're in a storm right now, you stand on the Word of God. Right now, in your situation, you stand on the Word of God. Now, I want you to see something. The deal has already been made. The transaction has already happened. You don't have to talk God into doing something for you. He's already sent His Word, and it's going to prosper on your behalf. All you have to do is receive it by faith. Someone say, I receive it by faith. Now, I want you to see something in Psalm 16. Psalm 16. Psalm 16. Everybody get there. You're going, to, you're going to want to look at this scripture several times this week. Psalm 16. Verse 5 says this. O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance. Let's stop right there and everyone proclaim out loud, I have an inheritance from God. Say it now. I have an inheritance from God. Now, I'm not going to ask you to respond to this physically, but many of you have had an inheritance stolen from you. Some of you have had some things that you thought you ought to get. Somebody else got. Or in litigation, or in whatever legal portion, portion or whatever, it was taken from your family. There are properties, there are homes, there are lands that in legal right our family should have. And for a time, it bothered me some. Come on, don't look at me like you're the only, I'm the only one here. You ever had anything stolen from you? Come on, anybody had anything stolen? A pencil when you were a kid. I mean, anybody had anything? Did you feel violated? 
When I was a kid one time, we had a, a white cat and a black cat. And at Halloween, somebody stole the black cat. And in the neighborhood as I was riding my bicycle, I found the black cat. I wanted to go get him. But the nature of how it was in that particular area, my dad convinced me as a kid to leave the cat there. Now, I still to this day want to go get the cat. Can I have an amen, somebody? Come on, how many else with me? You know, I may have let them have the cat, but in my spirit, it was my cat. I felt violated. They stole. How many ever felt violated? Come on, raise your hand. But what you've got to do is you've got to let that go because whatever the enemy has stolen from you, God's going to multiply back to you. Come on, somebody, are you with me on this? And so, so instead of feeling like you lost something, you just gained something in the supernatural. You've got to apply that to everything you feel like you've lost. Now, now, now you've got an inheritance from God that cannot be changed. Now, I want you to get this. You've got an inheritance that is bigger than anything you could ever acquire on this earth. And it's from God. Now, I want you to get this. Somebody say, I have an inheritance. Come on, somebody, get your chest puffed out there a little bit. Come on, sit up straight. Come on, get, get, get up there. Come on, get your spine in the right place. Come on, get in order and say, I have an inheritance. Come on, say it with a little preacher growl. Say, I have an inheritance. Preacher, how do you know I have one? Because the word is your confirmation. And the word says right here, O oh Lord, you are my portion. You are the portion of my inheritance in my cup. Look at this. You maintain my lot. Now, I won't go, I don't have time to do this today. But in the Passion Version, I believe that's the right one, Ryan. It says in, in the Passion Version, you can look it up later. Verse 5 says that, Lord, my destiny and my times are in your hands. In other words, I have an inheritance, but the manifestation, the complete release, it's kind of like some of the medications you take. It's, it's, it's time released. Yeah. You get a little as you need it. Oh, can I have an amen, somebody? And he says, they're all in your hands. Everybody say this with me right now. Say, my destiny and my times are in your hands. Now remember, you're in the hand of God. Now watch this. Then he goes on to say in verse 6, the lines, that's in other words what I call this the boundaries, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Remember, I'm in the hand of God. I'm in the place of God. Remember, God puts you where he wants you. Did you get that? And he goes on to say, yes, I have a good inheritance. And because of that, verse 7, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. Now watch this. My heart also instructs me in the night season. I came today to let all of you know who are in a night season that you're still in the hand of God. My reason for coming today, I think that you knew you were in the hand of God, but some of you right now are in a night season. Now what happens in the night? Things act up in the night. Things that aren't so big look big in the night. 
I mean, you, 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 your vision is distorted. You got to help me here a little bit. I said, your vision is distorted in the night. Does anybody here ever hunt at night? Anybody here ever gone hunting at night? Maybe you've been out uh, with the dogs or you've been out. You don't, some of you, you're afraid the game warden's here and you don't want to admit you've been hunting at the night. I'm telling you, I've shot at things at night. I ended up thinking one night we, we were out and just kids and it looked like eyes. I shot at that. I shot it like 17 times I shot. Then I realized the next morning, I thought there were eyes everywhere. I told my brother, man, we are in them. They're everywhere. Look at this. We were out varmint hunting. There are varmints. They're everywhere. I shot, I shot up a good burn pile. Next morning we got up, we realized there were stumps out there. I shot the fool out of, I mean, things move at night. Have you ever been out like that at night? Bushes move, amen. Things, move, things act up at night. You can't see clearly like you can in the daytime. Some of you are in a night season, but I came to tell you you're still in the hand of God and your inheritance is still valid. Verse 8, I have set the Lord always before me. Look at this. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. All of you that feel like you're in a night season, say, I shall not be moved. Come on, say it to him. Say, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh, you got to talk to your flesh. Come on, somebody got to talk to your flesh. You got to tell your flesh, rest in hope. Come on, somebody talk out loud to your flesh right now. Say, rest in hope. What I want you to see tonight, the second thing. Number one, God's word is your confirmation. Number two, what God has ordained for you will come to you. I want you to get this. Your inheritance is covenant-based. Your inheritance is not circumstance-based. It's covenant-based. Your inheritance cannot be tampered with or altered. The enemy has no access to your inheritance. You receive that today. I'm preaching better than you're responding. Chapter number two, I'm going to do it again. Number one, God's word is your confirmation. Number two, God, what God has ordained for you will come to you. I'm going to say it this way. What belongs to you will come to you. If you feel like something has been stolen from you, I'm going to tell you, what the enemy thinks he has stolen, he doesn't have. You have the keys of the kingdom. He doesn't have the keys. It's fake news. Amen. It's fake news. What he has stolen from you is going to be multiplied back to you. Amen. Now, most of you, your three concerns are your family, your finances, and your future. Most of everything you're considering right now will come into one of those categories. Your family, your kids, relationship, your future, what am I going to do? Lands, houses, assets, cash, I mean, uh, uh, retirement, all, all those kind of things. Uh, it's your finances. I mean, all that, all that kind of goes together. What is going to happen? But I want you to know, do not be moved in your night season, but you rest in hope because you've got a confirming word of God. God's going to touch your marriage. 
God's going to touch your house. No matter how confusing your past has looked, God has got a better future for you. Abraham, Abraham, after he got the word of God, it was 24 years before Sarah conceived. They were already old when they got the word. And then they, they took matters into their own hands and had Ishmael out of, out, of, out of Hagar, but that did not alter the plan of God. I'm going to help somebody right here. Even though in your night season you may have made some decisions that were not on the right path, but remember God makes those lines back in Psalm 16, and God always is going to bring you back to him. God is always going to bring you back to order. What the devil thought he messed up is just simply a miracle work of God. Your life is not too far messed up that it cannot receive a miracle. Your mistakes do not disqualify you from the love and the plan and the purpose that God has put in front of you. Is anybody hearing me on this? How dare we? I'm going to say a little something here that you, I, I, I don't know. Don't, you, you, you're, you're good about this. But we will look at people who have messed up in the ministry. And we'll criticize like we're perfect. Come on, don't shout me down when I'm feeling good. Amen. And we'll say, how can God ever use them? You better watch out. God used a donkey in the Old Testament, and you might be comparable, and he might just use you too. Some of you will catch it a little bit later. I want you to catch this. During this Christmas season, Jesus did not come into this world to condemn anybody. Never in the life, in the ministry of Jesus will you find him condemning anybody. He did not condemn, but he loved and he gave them freedom. Our responsibility in this life is to be a model of his forgiveness. Come on, somebody, come on, have an amen here. He's forgiven you freely you have received, so freely give. Your bitterness days are over. You're telling that story of how you've been treated unfair is over. All you need, hallelujah, is the love of God and a revival of the Spirit of God to come out of you. And remember, God's Word is your confirmation and God's Word is your inheritance. It's coming to you no matter how the enemy has tried to mess it up. And the last thing you want to do is criticize anybody else. Abraham had a word from God. Daniel, I was going to preach this, but you, I, I'm going to bypass this today. Daniel, the 10th chapter. Daniel, he's been fasting for three weeks, the scripture says. And 21 days later, he has a visitation from the Spirit of God. And, and he's, he's, he's lost all of his strength and he can't do anything else. And the Spirit of God says to him, look, I heard you on the first day that you prayed. As you were entering your ninth season, the Lord heard you. 
And it may seem like you heard nothing during this night season of health, our night season of financial turmoil, our night season of family confusion. It, 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 it may seem like in your, in your what, what's going to happen next in your night season that you've not heard anything from God. But he, but he told Daniel, he said, I heard you on the first day, but, but I had to fight off the enemy. And while you were hearing nothing, I was fighting on your behalf. In fact, I had to call the archangel Michael. I had to call. I'm going to tell you, you may not know what's going on, but the heavenly host is fighting on your behalf. If you've got a confirmation of God's word, then you stand on the word of God and do not be moved by any kind of circumstance because God is fighting on your behalf. Hallelujah. Lazarus, he was dead for four days. But he got a word from God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you talk about a night season. He was dead. It was over. They sucked the blood. Excuse me. They took the blood out of his body. Hallelujah. But the blood of all bloods called his name. Can I have a witness? Here's somebody. Something happens when the word calls your name. I said something happens when the word calls your name. You may not feel like it's fair. And you know what? It's probably not been fair. But as a believer, we don't ask for fair. Can I do a little in Arkansas? Because it's fixed. It may not be fair, but it's fixed. This ends in ultimate victory. Can I have an amen, somebody? May I encourage you, quit spending your time on Facebook giving your political analysis. The day that we live in, just start giving the love of Jesus. Can I have a witness here, somebody? It won't be long. He's going to do what he said. He's going to come back again. You don't hear much about the rapture anymore, but you better get ready because in January, I'm going to take you down a last day stand. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming soon. I'm telling you, we're not too far away from the snatching away from the bride. Oh, come on. Are you with me, somebody? Amen. It won't be long. I'm telling you, he's going to come. We're going to be together with him. It's fixed. It's fixed. We have ultimate victory. Some of you are worried about these, these 80 or 90 or 100 years you're going to live here. We're going to live for a 1,000 years with a millennial reign with Jesus. Come on, somebody say, I'm not old. That's the reason 59 doesn't bother me one bit. Amen. I got a, I got a big future in front of me. Come on, how many realize you're going to live forever? Come on, if you go out there today and, and we have to help you out of the parking lot and give a, a little a jump start to your vehicle to get out and we, we'll lay hands on it and we'll, just, we'll, we'll, we'll call in a new version of it. Can I have an amen, somebody? But, 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 but don't you hesitate because um, my study tells me in the millennial reign, I'm not going to have to buy fuel. Amen. Hallelujah. All I'm going to have to do is just be there. Come on, y'all not with me on this. You're worried about it right now. I'm going to reign, rule, and reign with Jesus for a thousand years. You've got to get your mind off of your credit card debt and just say, if I can ever get debt free. No, come on, you're already free in Jesus. 
and stand on the Word of God. Prophesy the Word of God to your situation. Amen. The devil is doomed. Prophesy to him right now. Say, devil, you're doomed. The interesting thing is, and I'll tell you more about this later because I'm going to talk about fulfillment as we, as we move on the next few weeks. At the end of that thousand-year reign, the bottomless pit, the abyss is going to be opened up. That's where Satan's going to be for a thousand years. He's not going to be able to do anything for a thousand years. You're not going to have a cold for a thousand years. Come on, anybody with me on this? You're not going to need an allergy shot for a thousand years. You're not going, I'm not going to need these glasses for a thousand years. I'm not going to need hair color for a thousand years. I don't use it anyway, but if I did, you'd know it. Come on, anybody with me on this? You're not going to need Weight Watchers for a thousand. Y'all need to be getting happy right now. For a thousand years, you're going to rule and reign with Jesus. Amen. See, see, we're, we're thinking about I can't get packed Tuesday. I, I, my, my job is just getting the best of me. And I, oh, Come on, you, you need to get a little hope in you. You need to get the word of God in you because the word is your confirmation. Enemy at the end of the thousand years, you see he's in a bottomless pit. He's going to be like for a thousand years, he's going to be in outer darkness like he's falling. Free fall, bottomless pit. He's falling for a thousand years. He fell, but he's going to keep falling for a thousand years. Amen. Isn't it incredible? He's just going to keep falling. Keep falling. Outer darkness, bottomless pit. He's going to be brought back out. And the Lord, even though you've been able to rule and reign for him for a thousand years, the Lord really, see all this, he just really wants to know where your heart is. He wants to know if your heart really trusts him. Because what he's going to do there is then, then once again, he's going to give people the choice again. Even after a thousand year reign with Christ of perfection, some are still going to rebel against God and go with him. This free will is a big deal. Your will to believe God is a big deal. Now, as I end this, I want you to catch this. Your will to trust in the Word of God is a big deal. I know you have emotions. I know you have memories. And we've all got feelings. One of my favorite things to say to my family is, I've got feelings too. But the big deal is this. It's the Word of God over all of that. No matter how you feel about the situation you're in. You are still in the hand of God standing on the word of God. And the word of God is gonna do what he said it's gonna do. So number one, the, word's your, the word is your confirmation. If you got that today, say yes, I've got it. You think about Lazarus, come forth. He didn't have a choice. There he came. Third thing I wanna give you and we'll quit. No one has the power to alter God's plan or schedule in your life. I'm going to do that again. No one has the power to alter God's plan or schedule in your life. If I had a little more time, I'm kind of run out of today. I would talk about pre-appointed times. But here's what I want to say at the end of it is this. God's inheritance in your life is on time. Some of you looked around, well, why did this? Scripture talks about as we look around, why did this person prosper and I didn't? Why did they get that job and I didn't? God has a plan for you that is higher than man's tampering. I want you to think about this. It's on time. Somebody say it's on time. Now, now what I want to say about God's word, 
God's Word is your confirmation. Think about FedEx. Think about uh, Amazon Prime delivering to your house right now and DHL, all this stuff. You know, you got a confirmation number. Then you have a tracking system. Your Word is your confirmation number. And you track it by faith. Come on, can I have a witness, somebody? You may not know where it is, but it's got my name on it. It's got my name on it. Remember, what belongs to you will come to you. God never makes a mistake. He doesn't put on your door what belongs on my door. Hey, hallelujah. Instead of looking at somebody else saying, well, why didn't I get that? You just need to say, thank God for you and my time's coming. Come on, let's do, let's do a little practice. Say, thank God for you and my time's coming. Come on, say it again. Say, my time's coming. Say, and it's on time. Now, God, and I'll end with this. God's timing baffles me. Anybody else in the room would wave your hand at me and say, God's timing baffles you? Right? But God's God. And he's still God. And he's in control. Daniel heard nothing for 21 days. But it ends in ultimate victory. Daniel got sent to the lion's den for praying. I hear people all the time, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. You're going to end up in the lion's den. Let's pray, let's pray. Yes, there's breakthrough in prayer, but there's also spiritual warfare. I'm going to give you a little help here. When you really start praying, you're going to be in some warfare. I hear people say, well, I'm praying. It's not going too easy. That's because you, you riled up somebody. Can I have an amen? I mean, you, have you ever taken down a wasp nest? They don't just surrender and lay down, spray me, spray me, spray me. I mean, they swarm you, don't they? You, 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 you go praying in the spirit, hallelujah. You, you go stirring up something, amen, it's going to happen. If you don't want nothing to happen, then you don't do anything. And nothing's going to happen. But if you really want to actualize victory, you got to stir the devil up. And so when you pray, something's going to happen. But the good news is, Daniel did spend the night in the lion's den. But hallelujah, he had a night season, but joy comes in the morning. I came to tell you, you may be in your night season, but while you're in the night, you stay on the word because joy is going to come in the morning because we are children of the light, not of the night. Amen. You hang on to it. You hang on to it. You keep standing. You keep expecting. Because God is going to get glory from where you are. Can I have an amen, somebody? You may feel like you're in the furnace. I got good news for you. Isaiah 43. Can I give them one last scripture, Michael? Isaiah 43, verse 1 and 2. Here's what it says. It says, uh, once again, thus says the Lord who created you, formed you, fear not. There it is again. I've redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You're mine. Come on, somebody say, I'm God's. Come on, say it like you really are. All right, remember, you've got that inheritance. When you pass through the waters, some of you feel like you're going through. I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. You're going to be like the three Hebrew boys, amen. Look at God's timing. God could, could have delivered them before they got in the fire, but they went in the fire, and then he came. He could have kept Daniel out of the lion's den, but he spent the night, hallelujah. You think he was praying before? He was really praying. 
You, you, think, you, you, think about, you think about Paul. Have you ever talked about Paul? I tell you what, if I'm in the Father's hand, he's going to take me to a great place. God took Paul. His, his biggest crusade was from a prison, from a jail cell. He, he didn't take him to, to a ministry plane, aircraft. He didn't take him to a college. He took him to a prison. And that's where God used him. Wherever you're at, you're still in the divine hand of God. Decide today, I'm going to keep the faith. I came today to ask you, in the night season you're in, are you still going to confess the lordship of Jesus Christ? Are you still going to rise up and say, I know in whom I have believed, and I know my God is able just a few moments, we're going to have the privilege of baptizing Audrey and Larry. As we were talking about this, I said, you know, the, the neat thing about this was that you get to be baptized the same way Jesus, all the way into the water, which represents the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But the good news is, is what you're doing like Jesus, you're confessing the lordship of Jesus, and God's going to give you a sign that you're pleased, he's pleased with you, and he's gonna use you in your life. And today you may be looking at me like, hey, you'd rather be somebody, you'd rather be somewhere else. You may be looking at me, oh, preacher, hurry up and get done. I saw a few of you all on the phone doing something, whatever you wanna do, but I'm gonna tell you, if you are not in a night season right now, you're gonna be in one, and you're gonna need this word. So it's gonna get in your spirit today, amen, that God's word is your confirmation, and you're where God wants you to be, and nobody else can alter it, and God's gonna get to you what he has planned for you, and it's going to be on time. He's gonna do it for you. Raise your hands with me. Heavenly Father, right now, I bind every discouraging spirit. Somebody come on, believe that with me right now. I bind every discouraging spirit. Father, right now I pray that you'll put a, a, an expectation into every spirit. I pray right now that you'll begin to lift up every spirit. I pray right now you'll begin to give a stirring of your word into every heart. That your anointed word will not return void. I thank you, God, right now that your promise has not been canceled. Hallelujah. I thank you that you always have the final say. I thank you that we always have victory in you and not defeat. I pray right now that you will encourage every person in this place that fear will evaporate from their life. I pray from this moment on there will be no more wavering in these lives. But there will be the solidity of your spirit. The unction of your word. That our vocabularies will change. We, from this moment on we'll have the sound. Words in our life. The pattern of sound words. We will lift up, oh God. I thank you for the vision you've given this house. I thank you for the vision you've given to every family here. Thank you for these Bible scholars that are Bible teachers. Thank you for these people that are hungry for your word. I thank you for people who are willing to disciple their children in your word. Father, may you today,
Give them the assurance of your presence that you're working on their behalf right now. For every family right now that feels in disarray, I pray for the calming of your word. Pray for the anointing of your spirit on their lives. Father, from our lives right now, Holy Spirit, rid us of all criticism and resentment and bitterness. Bless those who have been unfair to us. Shower them with your love so that root that was in them will be eradicated and they too will love you, God. Help us now to keep our eyes on you and none other. Help us not to overanalyze every situation, but to allow you, Spirit, to give us clarity right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak the clarity of mind and the clarity of vision over every person. I pray that everything in these homes would glorify you, God. Everything, everything, everything. I pray that our demeanor and our posture and our spirit of expectancy would be heightened, oh God. Hallelujah. May we receive your word as you have given it. Move in the authority of your word. Move in the power of your name in the peace of your presence. Hallelujah. I thank you that what you're doing in our lives is right on time. It's right on time. It's right on time. We're not moved by politics. We're not moved by present economy. We know that our steps are ordered by you. We receive it today. We are in your hand. Thank you for fighting on my behalf. Come on, everybody in the room right now, thank the Lord for fighting on your behalf. Come on, do it. Thank you, Lord, for saving my mind. Come on, somebody thank him. Lord, thank you for keeping me in the center of your hand. I still believe. Anybody in the room, lift your hands right now and tell the Lord, I still believe. Come on, come on, anybody, come on, just, I still believe. 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 Remember this. In the middle of your night seasons. Scripture over and over does two things to us. Over and over and over and over. Do not fear. I think it's something like 490 something times in the word of God it says do not fear. That's one thing he just does all the time. Do not fear. Do not fear. The second thing is this, over and over, it's all over Psalm, but it, it, it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's when people were in the heat of the battle, 
It's, it's uh, before miracles, after miracles, during miracles. It's from the Lord himself. You will always find the instruction to rejoice. Always. E- even when it wasn't rejoiceable. He said to rejoice. When, when, when those things are active in your life, you will have what Peter referred to as joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's how you usher in the presence of God. I, I will not fear. His love casts that out. I will rejoice in the Lord. No matter what the situation looks like. Amen. Amen. You have your confirmation, so stand on it. No matter what it looks like, you have your confirmation. Listen, friends, there's some things that I feel is going to happen that are so unusual and extraordinary that I don't tell anybody about because they're wild. To the flesh, they're unbelievable. But remember, in your night season, that God can do anything at any time with anybody. He can do it. He can do it. So trust Him to do it. I'm so thankful today for Carol and her grandchildren, Audrey and Larry. And uh, they've been part of the Church of Life for many, many, many years. And it's been such a great blessing. Carol used to have chickens, and she'd bring to us these free-range type eggs, and kids always, they're always here early, just always great. Audrey said to me last week, I want to be baptized. And this morning, my little brother Larry, he wanted to be baptized too. So I, I just think it's wonderful. And so, Audrey, we're just real proud of you. Is the water warm? Good? Good? Okay, great, great, great. We're really proud of you. Would you guys stand together with me and you can just get a better view of this if you do. And we're thankful for your desire to follow Jesus today. And it's going to be an exciting day in your life. You'll never forget it. You're excited. I could see it in your eye today. You were here early. You're the first person ever that's been here early to get ready for baptism. I tell people 9.10, it's usually 9.20. And you were here at 8.50. You were ready. And so I just, that's exciting. First ever in 35 years of ministry. And so that's great. And so I believe God's going to do some things in your life. And it's kind of prophetic to me. So everybody else can take it. God's going to do some things in your life early. It's going to be before you even expect it. And he says that he knows what you have need of before you even tell him. So the Lord's going to do some things in your life according to Ephesians 3.20. Exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. You're anointed. You have a great demeanor about you. God's going to use that in a great way. So now, under the authority of the name of Jesus, we now baptize you into the fellowship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's great. <clears throat> I'll stretch your hands her way and pray over her right now. Come on, just like you were getting baptized, Father, we thank you for what you're doing in Audrey here today, it's a special day. Never again to be the same. Never again to be the same. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That's great. That's great. Larry, it's exciting. You're going to be baptized today. Whole family deal, your whole house. Larry, I know you can hear me, and I know you've got some desires you've never told anybody about. You've got some prayers you've never even told your grandmother about. You've got some prayers for your family you'd like to see happen. And it's a childlike faith, and you're not a child. You're a young man Come, coming into young manhood age of 11. And I want you to know, God, I want you to be strong and mighty in Him. And I want you to know the prayers you've been praying about your family. Keep praying them. Keep expecting. God's going to use you like that. God's going to use you as a mighty man of prayer. Amen. I know you're quiet at times, but the Spirit of God's going to do a roar through you. Amen. So now, as under the authority of the name of Jesus, we now baptize you into the fellowship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in His anointing. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Just lift your hands that way and let's pray over Him right now. Father, I I thank you for Larry. I thank you for his heart. I thank you for his faith. I can see it all over him, God. I see it in his eyes. Ah, oh, hallelujah. I see it in his eyes. Give us eyes like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody. Let's just praise God. Come on, let's give him praise right now. Come on, let's give him praise. Can I bless your house right now? Father, I know that those today have decided to follow you like they're never going to follow you before, Father. They're going to follow you with intensity. They're going to follow you with great, great, great purpose. So I pray for a great blessing over every house this week as we do things in you that we've never done before. Bless every person as they've come to you today, repented of their sins, and decided to live for you. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Have a great day today. Don't forget that parents' night out and all the other things. We'll see you Wednesday night. Wednesday night, if God be for you, who dare be against you? Don't you miss Wednesday night at 630.